1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
2: <laughs> what were some of the things, maybe, that you look at that you were able to see in maybe a short period of time of watching a little bit on the plane? Some of the areas that you feel like you have to clean up.
3: Uh, well, there are a number of number of plays, number of things that, um, again, as an entire entire team here. Coaching, playing, decision making, execution, etc. That uh, we need to do better. We obviously need to play better situational football.
4: Second hour, late night, WEEI. It's KJ. You six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven text line three three seven. That's Belichick talking about how the team will improve. We'll get to the Patriots here in about ten minutes. I've got to get to what I'm seeing develop with the Red Sox. That makes me go, ha, 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 I don't want to laugh. See, the signing of Justin Turner, which, if you remember, the, if you're familiar with the Eddie Murphy bit from Raw, where he talks about how if you're starving in the desert and someone throws you a regular old cracker, you think it's a Ritz cracker. Oh, this is good. Is this a Ritz cracker? And then you realize, once you're no longer starving or in the desert, is that a regular old cracker? That's from Eddie Murphy. Raw. Now Justin Turner is a great locker room guy. I don't know if his better days of three to five years ago still translate to today. You may think that he's a better hitter, but you know at the same time, you didn't get power. You got contact, but you didn't really replace anything. You just you brought Kike Hernandez's friend in. <laughs> That's what you did. That's what we really did. But Justin Turner is play second. He could play first. He could play third. Did I say third? Uh oh. Yeah. So the deal he signs is two years with an option after one. Meaning, like, hey, if he feels like he hits the jackpot, bet on himself, go get that 10 year deal. Bro, you're going to get that deal to your 50 the way the game's going. No. It's an insurance policy. Written by the same policyholders of Trevor Story at 2nd. Yes, folks, get ready for it because it's not pretty. See, when Justin Turner has the ability to opt in, well, that would be all contingent upon if Raphael Devers is still here. So what this signing tells me, and the reports have rang out, it's on WEI as well, that allegedly... The Red Sox and Raphael, De- and, and Raphael Devers are galaxies apart. Like, are we talking like, I, I, I just recently recently found out that Pluto is no longer a planet that they discovered, that Pluto is just another moon around the last, or is it the, is just a moon around Uranus, something like that? I think. But galaxies apart. So Justin Turner could be the second, it could be the third baseman, for a year and a half, right? Because whatever clock is ticking on the Raphael Devers deal, that clock goes off at the trade deadline. If it doesn't happen, if Bloom goes two straight years of letting the trade deadline go by, having a player on the team that you can't get a deal done with, and you get nothing in return, I need to yank all you guys who... (laughs) Think that the NFL is rigged. <laughs> that Bloom dude might be the one. Because there was kind of a level of understanding. If you can't get something done with Xander, there was kind of this feeling of, hey, at the time, the home run production is down. Maybe you can get some top tier quality pitching to come up right behind Bayo. The future arms you you kind of want to build like what the Mets did a few years ago with Degrom and Cindergard and those guys. Like if you have that chance to do it by dealing Xander at the trade deadline last year, it could be a, you could sell that point. Yeah, still waiting for those guys to come back. Oh, that didn't happen. See, by getting Justin Turner. At a low deal because people are like, well, hey, they didn't spend a lot of money. Of course you don't spend a lot of money. You're not spending money anywhere. Plus, you've pretty much been guaranteed that Trevor's story is the shortstop. True story, Joe, mentor of mine, works at our sister station in Atlanta, kind of gave me an inside. He he was the one that told me he's like, hey, you know, Dansby Swanson is on his honeymoon. I was just like, that might tell me something there, right? Right When people were thinking that Dansby Swanson was in the mix of things, he's like, okay, if he's on his honeymoon, what's the one thing you don't want to be bothered about on the honeymoon? Meaningless money. Like, hey, it's the caterer. I didn't get the deposit. You know, I got the deposit, but I didn't get the redder. You're not a paying attention to stuff like that, and you're not paying attention to some low-ass number from his historic franchise. Like, when you're on your honeymoon, every more good things happen. I wish I could say another good thing that would have happened to him on his honeymoon is that he's coming to the Red Sox to play shortstop. No, he gets to go to Cubs, another beloved franchise. And they give him about the same amount of money that I recommended the Red Sox give Xander Bogarts earlier in the season. Wasn't my Joe? Wasn't my number seven years, one seventy five for Xander?
5: I think that was around the the mark that you were looking at.
4: And you 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 do know what Dansby Swanson got? Seven,
5: seven years, one seventy seven. But I mean, you have to admit, between the Cubs and the Red Sox situation, the Cubs are much more appealing. Why? Because I, I think I think what they're is, in a better situation because like they also brought in Cody Bellinger, so they showed they're willing to get these players. As for the Red Sox, they haven't the, shown you they're willing to compete.
4: The Red Sox aren't the Colorado Rockies. They're at the Florida Marlins. They're not. They're not in some expansion team. My God! Like baseball is all about the history of the game and the numbers you beat. 70. If you're bond, you to beat Bonds, you need 70. 72, I think, 73. 56 games, hitting streak to beat DiMaggio. All these different numbers that are tied to the history of the game. So the Red Sox just supposed to give up their damn history? Oh, well, you know, we can't compete with Padre's money. Yes, you can. You're in the northeast quadrant where half a house is a mansion in, like, 20 other markets. Half a house. See, I can understand, like, in Oklahoma City where, like, okay, you can't really charge people to sit $2,000 courtside in Oklahoma City. The finances aren't there like that. The medium income is not there like that. But when it comes to the Red Sox in New England... Uh, brother, this place ain't poor and when it isn't and you're making money, you spend money. you spend money.
5: I think also this is just a new I don't want to call it a new era, but I just think players aren't as appealed to like the history as they once were like I think no, if you go the, to it
4: ain't no it ain't the history they're not appealed to it's the money that's not being peeled from the hands. That's the thing. If you play for the Red Sox, you know that you're going to have opportunities to make money beyond baseball just from being in New England. My God. I mean, think about it. I mean, Avery Bradley for the Celtics used to have a sponsorship here. (laughs) Avery Bradley. You don't think if you're a star on the Red Sox that you're not going to be able to make even more money? Are you kidding like, most people don't realize in the rest of America that, like, America starts with Boston. So when they talk about, like, old money, it's still here, except for new money showing up, too. The only thing that would make sense in a minuscule percentage wise of what Hein Bloom may be up to is potentially building up an international team with Shohei Itani headlining it next year, just because of some of the demographics of changing Boston right now. There are numbers that show that in terms of population centers, movement, where they're coming from, business and investment. If that's the plan, and it and it and it bears fruit, I understand it. I'm not a person that tries to be because you know here, I hate you. I hate your guts. I can't stage you. Like there's no room for forgiveness or error or sympathy at all. They don't even. Have, I, I mean, for God's sakes. Fitzy has GFY in his in his t- Twitter handle. That's, that's the moniker. But if there's a little window of what could be trans brewing, is all the chips are being stocked away to go get Otani, and he would say yes to coming here. Shohei Otani would come to Boston. I firmly believe that. Now Will the fan base be okay with him taking half a billion dollars to do it? You might even have to increase the roster size. I wonder if those guys who like help them when they go to the mound and stuff like that—do they get counted towards the roster? They don't take up a
5: roster spot. They don't. I'm sure they're part of like the coaching staff. Yeah, there you go. That's a
4: big coaching. But think about it—the economics of it. I mean, it makes sense. I I hate to be futuristic, Nostradamus KJ here. I've done it with the Patriots, and I kind of see maybe what the Red Sox are up to just because what seems like absolute malfeasance of getting players to come to the team, you know, making these small deals. Kenley Jansen is not a small deal, don't get me wrong. is an unknown deal, Endeavor still isn't done, and if the word is galaxies apart, that's worse than Miles. Like, Miles... At, there's a song said I can see for miles and miles and miles. There's no song that says I can see for galaxies.
5: Yeah, even in that article, like the the quote was the current expectation for Devers in his camp is at the third baseman. It will be a free agent at the end of 2023.
4: Yeah, they even started the emotions of it last year when they comped him to Matt Olson as a first baseman. It's just like, so really, that's what you're saying is you're gonna kind of low lowball his number because you know that the higher numbers AAV wise are on the third base side. Rondon, because in, in 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 with the Angels, Rondon is thirty five a AA, a a year. So if for me, if I'm Rafael Diver's agent, I'm like this is near my starting point. This conversation starts at thirty five, and with Judge getting forty, and you're five years younger than Judge. <sighs> Boy, now people are like oh his glove is horrible. Yeah. Oh, you think he's got to play third every day? Get get off of the money totals. It's not your money. It's not coming out of your pocket. This isn't this isn't tax. You know this isn't money made from a tax from the people. It's not subsidized by you. No one goes to your job and you look on your check. Uh, OSHA, FICA, free agency. <laughs> What's free agency in my check? What is this about? Oh, that's because they just signed a guy for five hundred million dollars over ten years, and they're taking it out of your check. Call me the day that happens. Get out of the emotions of because ah, you I didn't pay him that much money because you're not in charge and thank God you're not. You would think every guy should make like eight hundred thousand a year. You don't think about the taxes. <laughs> these guys got to pay some taxes. These are the tax. These guys are the ones that want the tax breaks, baby. That's why they need that money. The only thing I could potentially see of why any of this nonsense makes sense is that you're pushing all your chips into getting Otani next year, almost the same way that Rick Pitino pushed all his chips into getting Tim Duncan. (laughs) Those were some bad teams.
5: Are they going to be successful like Rick Pitino, though, is the question.
4: Uh, Rick Pitino is a curse word around these parts now. But hey, Hein Bloom could say, "Mookie Betts isn't walking through that door. Xander Bogarts isn't walking through that door. JD Martinez isn't walking through that door. Christian Vasquez isn't walking through that door. Andrew Benintendi is not walking through that door. Kyle Schwarber's not walking through that door. <laughs> He's getting to Petito level. He's really getting there." I mean, the arrows at Petito around 2000, 2001. Wee. Hein Bloom's getting him now. Unless he gets Otani next year. All right, 617 779 7937. Text line 37937. We talk Patriots next. Right now, it's time to trend with Joe Braverman.
1: Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI.
5: Well, the Patriots are still reeling from their debacle in Las Vegas last Sunday where they lost 30-24. to They're moving on to the Bengals this Christmas Eve. That'll be on Saturday at a 1 p.m. kickoff from Gillette Stadium. There was a projected injury report that went out. Patriots only had walkthrough practice today. And Project reports state that Jalen Mills and Devontae Parker did not practice, and limited were Jack Jones, Damian Harris, Jacoby Myers, Ramondre Stevenson, Joe Cardona, and Yanni Kajust. The Celtics will try and break their two-game losing streak tomorrow night at home against the Indiana Pacers. Jason Tatum is expected back after missing Sunday for quote-unquote personal reasons. Tip-off will be at 730 the Bruins are coming off a big three 7-3 win over the Florida Panthers last night. They'll continue their homestand against the Winnipeg Jets on Thursday. Puck drop will be at 7. According to Bill Simmons, LeBron James and the Fenway Sports Group, headed by John Henry, will buy an NBA team in Las Vegas for $4 billion, making them the new expansion team. And speaking of $4 billion, that is how much the Suns and the Phoenix Mercury are being sold to by Robert Sarver. Matt Ishbia has bought the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Mercury from Sarver for a whopping $4 billion.
4: You think it's, how much of that $4 billion do you think it, the Phoenix Mercury is in there? Uh, mm. And that's what's trending? Yeah.
5: <laughs> I, I don't want to say anything that'll get me a couple of phone calls. <laughs> I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com.
1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
2: hey I don't think you need to fear a coach, and I just like like anything else. You're never supposed to fear anyone, but you respect them enough to where it's a little bit on the edge of mm-hmm. fear what he might do. And I think that. Players should be the one to police in the locker room, too. So let me get that out there. Players should do that. Bill shouldn't have to come out there and uh, police the locker room, police the, the the culture like that. The players have to create that. And I don't just I, I just don't think that they have the type of players that that are staying with tradition, you know, as far as the Patriot way and the culture that was started years ago. You know, no no, no one is a part of that era. When Tom Brady was there, he remembered. You can look to Tom. He knew how we got to this point. Who on that team can say, hey, I've been there long enough to know what it is, Devin McCourty? Is he, is he a real vocal type of guy? Is he that type of leader? I don't know. I, I was never in the locker room with him. But he is the only one that that can, they, they can look at and say, he's done this. He's had this much success. But I don't know, like, how vocally he is.
4: Late night. W-E-E-I, it's KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. We're three minutes away from talking Patriots. That's Ty Law saying, look, who's in control there and are players taking to that discipline? But first, let's let uh, let's get the text line, 37937. Follow up on some of the uh, Red Sox conversation. Go ahead, Phil. Uh, go ahead.
5: Uh, we got a 781 texter that's saying, I hope all fans boycott the Sox. Bloom wants to run the organization like the Rays, and the fans should show up like the Rays.
4: But you know what? A lot of people aren't. People come travel. Like, I get I get messages from friends in New Jersey like, hey, how do I get tickets to Fenway? Let's just walk up. <laughs> walk right up to one of the windows. You can get one. So, you know, if it becomes the place where tourists, they're always coming through and filling it up, and there's still going to be people who are like, hey, there's a good chance to see... Um, I've been waiting years to get hold of a Yankees ticket. And there are going to always be people who are going to do. just So just because one person says they won't, there's 30 who will. All right, another one.
5: Uh, we got a 413 texter who's got a couple of messages here. He's saying that Heim Bloom is getting a low payroll so John Henry can sell high. Signing Justin Turner basically means Devers is out. And he also says if that's the case, just trade Devers and prospects for Otani and sign him now. Offer him ten years and four hundred million.
4: Yeah, but except for Otani's number is going to be five hundred million. You remember he pitches every four days. That's good. You know what I mean? Like that gets baked in as well. Don't think that Otani's number is going to be anything lower than about fifty million a year to get the combo. Because on his days off from pitching, you've got a corner outfielder with bat power. That's crazy. That's fifty million dollars. But yeah, you know I, I can't. I can't get into the mind of what ownership is thinking. I've worked in venture capital before, and so are there things that I see that make us make sense in one regard? Maybe another, ah, speculation. But is this a competitive team on the field? Absolutely not. Were there blaring chances? It's almost kind of like it's like the kid at the dance, the girl that he he's been talking to in, in third period class all the time comes up in the song she loves, comes up and he walks, she walks up to him. Will you want to dance? That's Hein Bloom. And the girl is Kyle Schwarber. You <laughs> just she just goes back to dance. Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna ask that girl to dance with you. Xander Borgaard's the same thing. Like that that would be the equivalent of, okay, do you have a plan to dance with somebody else just in case they don't dance with you, even though they promised you in Phys Ed class that they would dance with you? You better pick up, start scouting some prospects, son. When these lights come on and the punch bowl goes empty, yeah. You know here's the here's the thing. And let's just say someone wants to come in. It doesn't mean that it doesn't mean someone's going to spend, right? What you have to understand about a lot of these owners is is this isn't the only thing they own. Like if you or I were owners, this is probably the only thing we would own. And those are usually people who are not voted into ownership because they don't want this just to be the only thing you do. Jerry Jones in Texas, it's got a whole different government down there. He's in the oil fields. It's really about bending enough arms to say yes before you're not going to say no to me. But if you just look around who the owners are across all sports, you will notice it's not the only thing they own. In fact, they probably own something that generates more on a day-to-day basis than this. This is like an asset holding. So it doesn't necessarily mean whoever is in charge of the team is going to suddenly spend. It doesn't necessarily mean that. I just think it's just kind of like, wow. Like there seems to be no effort. And to make it worse, it seems like the word is out about Haim Don't Pay. That was a was that a parody last year, Haim Don't Pay? I I, forgot, I, know, I think it was, but I no, I know it was the it was,
5: recent one you did. The Sox and got no transactions. Or yeah, that, that, that was
4: the lost parody. But there were plenty of parodies about the Red Sox last year. A lot of them, because it was just it was just too much stuff happening. Like who can relieve now? <laughs> who can relieve only after four? <laughs> Chris sails away. He's on the sixty day. Yeah, it was. It it, it went from. How do you piece together a lot of guys for the cause to now you have a lot of guys on the team just because? I think, you know, like, I, I really feel for our, Alex core Like, there's, if Alex core can get this team to win 81 games, I mean, probably name an award after him at, the, at this point. So, yeah, I know some people thinking, like, there's still a lot of things that can happen, but, you know, it, it's like at the grocery store when people start going through the grapes. Are you really excited about the grapes that are laying on that you know, little cardboard ledge that are left? Now uh, You want the ones that are and on the top and glistening. Those are the ones you want. And this team and this fan base deserves that. All right. What happened with the Patriots on Sunday is a bigger statement about possibly how middle management doesn't matter to some people. Middle management doesn't matter to some people. This is why it's really good to have the Odyssey app. You could replay what I said last hour when I played the cut from Tommy Curran talking about, hey, this seems to be like an opportunity for Mac Jones to he might be either showing up Belichick. We already know it's Patricia. And is he doing this to to craft? To get Kraft's attention about what's going on? Because if that's the case, oh no, we've seen how that movie's gone before. You know, <laughs> Look at the dynamics that happened in that locker room and with the team overall when Bill allegedly was looking to trade Tom and Tom went to craft. That's going around middle management. Son Mac, you haven't earned enough stripes yet to do that. You've got I mean when you pull that card, it's a, it's a rarity. Even in this business, I don't think I've ever pulled the go around the management card. Knowing that I would never be in this industry, I would not be talking to you tonight. I might be saying to you that'd it be ten. Would you like ten on four? You know what that means, Joe? I do not. That would you like ten dollars on pump four? That would be me. That would be uh, me. Oh yeah, yeah, gotcha. Very clear with a little entertainment value. You know, do 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 do. What will you be looking by? Premium, unleaded. Like it's all unleaded. <laughs> Your people say that. What for unleaded for unleaded gas? Like it's all unleaded. You mean premium, that's what you mean to say. Yeah. You can't go around middle management. This isn't this isn't what Aaron Rodgers gets to do in in Green Bay. Even even Patrick Mahomes gets away with it a little bit when him and Eric Bianomi kind of butt heads about some things. But Eric Bianomi knows to play the cards right. He knows that everything that's being watched about him is about him being a future head coach. And what do you know? The Patriots running the offense, two former head coaches. These guys could not run a snail race if it, if, it, if the offense depended on it. Like just put the snails out there, let them go, see where they go. Turtle race. Can't do it. But that's what I've said from the beginning of the year. There was no plan in place. Now, let me let me say that again there wasn't a good remedy in place to get Mac Jones from season one to season two. right? Because again, this is the same guy they bet all the cards on at the beginning of the 2021 season. They were not going to go with Cam Newton. And remember the conversation at the time was, well, it would give Cam Newton a full second year inside of Josh McDaniel's system. You have to admit in that Philly preseason game, Cam Newton did not look bad, but you also have to tell yourself. Some, not all, some. You wanted it to work for Mac so bad because you didn't want it to work for Cam at all. And this is where you are now. It bothered you when Bailey Zappi went in there and did well for the team and this stupid offense that you think of. But as I've been telling you, when it comes to make your case in front of Judge Belichick, you don't think Matt Patricia doesn't pull out the game film from the Lions and the Browns? And what do you want to say about the Lions? Oh, it's the Lions now. Well, guess what? Does the Lions have a worse do the Lions have a worse record than the Patriots now? Remember? Oh, it's the Lions. It's the Lions. Who's got a better shot making the playoffs in their last three games? Lions or the Patriots?
5: I'd say Lions.
4: The Lions. So, the Lions right now are making an even stronger case for Matt Patricia to stay as the offensive coordinator. The offensive line didn't give up any sacks on Sunday. So, it's not the offensive line. Receivers, yeah, they were subpar. But guess what? Someone has to throw the ball to them. Mac was what? 11 13 for 31 what do you call those numbers where it's the same number going forward as it is backwards a palindrome
5: I have no idea I wasn't good at math.
4: <laughs> no it's it's like when you have like one three three one and backwards it's one three three one 13 for 31 for 112 yards third down two for 13. And conversions. 318 total yards. So that's what, 270, almost 290 on the ground somehow? 206, 32 rushes for 206. And you still lose the game. But the last play says a lot about what might be going on with the thought processes. In these players' heads, and here's Boomer Esiason on Greg Hill show saying some of this lies at the top.
3: When it comes to the mistakes that they make, though, are you putting it more on the coaches or more on the players? Because this is uncharacteristic for for a Bill Belichick team. But you know, I, like what you said, a lot of people are going to look towards Matt Patricia and, and take a little bit of the blame off the offense and put it towards him. You know, Courtney, he's have to make plays, and for years the Patriots always had players that seem to understand where they were in the game what the what the object of the game is and it's it's got to be extremely frustrating for the fans of the team to watch and watch them implode late in games when their signature has been for the last 20 years winning games late in games by not making boneheaded plays the way that Jacoby Myers made I just I, I I, we were stunned is the only way I can put it. And that's a Bill check coach team. Um, he bears some responsibility. But you'd like to think that guys that are in uniform playing in an NFL game understand the situation of the game so they don't make that just unbelievable mistake that Jacoby made.
4: Yeah, I, I'd have to lean more on the players on that one. On that one. Now I also have to get at the coaching staff for saying why are you still calling plays when the game is tied. A mistake could happen. Your defense has already scored a defensive touchdown for you today. Derek Carr is more likely to give is more likely to give you a chance to win the game than he is to win the game himself. But you know what I hear? Here is some of this. I hear. The excuse about the about the, the the touchdown call and and the foot in bounds, it, I I just have to draw this this correlation line between uh, Max Max the future. He's going to be everything. I've said he's mediocre. Not there's nothing. I've I've always said that the run game in the defense last year made him palatable. That's what it was. But I think some people just want to hold on to this narrative. He's the guy. I'm here to tell you right now. He's a guy, not the guy. A guy. I've told you that if he has more games like this where he's 13 for 31 for 112, Bill's going to leave him in the game. He's going to leave him in the game. He's not going to pull him because he's already shown him that card. My dad used to only have to show me the belt once. I know some of you thinking like, oh my gosh, getting into a deep dark area. Just saying the time gone by before. To the point where when I slid when he slid the closet open, I knew the tears were ready to start. Ready to start. Where in this situation, you can't even get three straight weeks of a progression. You can't. It's two steps forward, three steps back. But There had always been some type of built-in excuse. Oh, that offensive line. Oh, Joe Montana would suffer. What happened Sunday? What happened on first and goal at the
5: one? Yeah, it's shocking that like, for the first time really in what seems like in Mac Jones' career, you could say that was all on Mac Jones and it wasn't on the coaching staff.
4: The first time?
5: I said, I said one, one of the first oh, times.
4: Say, It's like, no, I'm not going to say that because even though I'm in the blue hours, I don't want to go that blue. Be like, <laughs> you're a what? Nah, nah, not the way you. Yeah, this is what I've been saying. Do you remember the Mac Jones report card that his total grade for the season was like a 70? A 70. Not the guy, a guy. And, he, and his grade jumped up. After I gave him an 85 for the Vikings game, I haven't even done, I haven't even done his grade. What do you what what would hit? What would be his grade for Sunday? Like the only reason why he wouldn't get an F is because he didn't
5: throw a pick, or didn't get sacked,
4: or didn't get sacked. Right? Those are hey because those two things didn't happen. I would rather see you trying to make a play. Maybe you go down, but at the same time, when the, you start doing these things, it's not the time to do it. I don't until the Patriots turn this ship around. And and keep in mind, for Belichick and for Brady, let's call it what it is, to have that consistency for 20 years, teams would fight and kill to have that for seven. Seven times three is twenty one. So you can even say twenty one years. And last year was like year 21. That where I could understand how some in the fan base were saying, you know what, Matt got to the playoffs last year. Okay, he's seen it. He knows knows what he has to do moving forward. You can't tell me the guy has not regressed. And why is there a third, fourth string guy over here who seems to be doing this trash of an offense better than the first round pick is? Late Night WEEI with KJ. The show wraps up next. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Thanks so much for hanging out. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, Although I just got my passport last year. Late night, W-E-E-I. It's KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out. Whether it been for the last 16 minutes or for the last hour and a half, I appreciate you. If you missed any of the show, the Odyssey app is free. Type in uh, Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. And then once you get to the app, Google Play Store, Apple Play, uh, Apple Store, uh, da- uh, app is free. Uh, type in W-E-E-I 93.7. It gets you right here. Um <sighs> If you missed the Degenerating parody, it was the preview, the pr- premiere of Degenerating to Dual Lipas, or I like to call it Dual IPA. Someone needs to talk to her agent about that. Uh, to her song, Levitating to Hit. Uh, just terms of what's going on with this Patriots team, you can hear it there as well. Plus the conversation about the Red Sox and what happened Sunday. So I am a big connoisseur of the british i i really i love led zeppelin i love yes the beatles the stones so a lot of the british is on my dna and plus my last name shows that <laughs> someone had a hold of me that was the british gentry uh any 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 this right here is the best thing on netflix hit it when joe someone who's marrying in who should be a supporting a supporting act is then stealing the limelight or is doing the job better than the person who was born to do this That
1: upsets people. It shifts the balance. Ah. You've been led to believe that the only way that your charities can succeed and the only way that your reputation can be grown or improved is if you're on the front front pages of those newspapers.
4: Harry and Meghan on Netflix. It's my wife and I watched all six episodes in a row. And I will say this. I take my hat off to them for challenging the media, not necessarily so much their family. Like even what you saw with Giovanni Bernard would happen him in the locker room, where suddenly someone wanted to play role of Daily Mail. Uh-uh. You know, we have to be careful of how we pe- treat people in fishbowls. We can be critical, we can be fair, and that's why even sometimes when I get on Mac Jones, there's some people like, dude, you absolutely hate him. I don't hate him, I don't know him. I'm just going by what I see, and I speak from a fan perspective. But I'm not going to sit here and say this or or anything about your persona or anything. I, I have no interest in that. But that's what you see going on with the, the royal family. and uh, Well, with the news covering the royal family. And I've always been a fan of this, and I used to tell my daughter this when in terms of getting into arguments. If you're so busy pulling and tugging the rope in a, in a game of tug-of-war... You can do more damage to yourself squeezing that rope trying to prove that you will win. But sometimes when you let that rope go, they fall over themselves. So I'm going to be really interested when they start saying Willie versus his dad, stepmom versus Kate. What was the weird thing that Kate said to her mom about the stepmom that related to the natural mom? It's all crazy. Then I'll buy those papers because that would be the real fight and Harry and Meghan just stay to the outside. So those people go after Harry and Meghan are like, you know, it's kind of lazy. Touching story about the holidays. So today I'm in I'm in Home Depot. I'll say it because I don't I never say business's name. I'm in Home Depot with my daughter, and I have to go buy a battery. I'll make this story real quick. I've got to buy a battery for the car that rechanges. Buy the wrong battery, go back. Turns out the guy starts having a conversation with my cerebral palsy daughter, who's very active. And he says, Can I show you a picture of my daughter? She was 13. I was like, wow. And Seeing the life in my daughter brought joy to him despite he's had a sadness over the death of his own child who is disabled. You never know what people are going through for the holidays. You never know. If you can make a person smile, pray for them, or even just give them a hug and say I'm thinking about you, do so. Have a great night. Talk to you tomorrow night here on WEEI. See ya.